This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, okay, we're um, going to talk about intelligence here. And you know what? I think this will be uh, educational for some of us. Certainly was for me as I did a little re- research uh, prior to this interview. Uh, you've heard of CSIS, right? We've talked about CSIS before, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Uh, that is our intelligence agency, but it's really, nah, I guess, call it half of what the intelligence community uh, that our allies typically have, because we don't have a foreign intelligence service. Everyone else does. We don't. Why don't we? Should we? Our next guest says, yeah, yeah, we definitely should. We're going to speak now with Phil Gursky. Phil, uh, been on the show many times, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultants, a former strategic analyst with CSIS. Phil, thanks for joining us. Always nice to chat. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, Shay. How you doing today? Good, good. Not bad at all. Um, okay, so we have CSIS. Uh, that's not good enough? That's not. It doesn't get the job done for us? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. So just for your listeners' educational purposes, Jay, there's a difference between what we call foreign intelligence and security intelligence. So CSIS, as you're well aware, was created back in 84 to the old RCMP when the government decided to have a civilian, not a police security service. And security intelligence relates to threats. So, you know, terrorism, espionage, talk a lot about foreign interference, foreign influence these days in our country. Foreign intelligence refers to the intentions, capabilities of foreign states, and it can cross new economic intelligence as well. So, yeah, there's a bit of wiggle room in terms of what you collect and how you collect it, but the, the purposes of the two types of intelligence are different. Now, when CSIS was created back in 84, it was given a foreign intelligence mandate in addition to security intelligence, but in a typical Canadian way, because we don't want to piss anybody off, right? Mm-hmm. We put constraints on states and said, yeah, you can collect foreign intelligence, but only within Canada, which kind of sounds counterintuitive. If yeah, yeah explain it. that. Like, how, does it, how does that work? You really don't have that then. Well, we, we yeah, we do and we don't. And I, 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 for reasons I'm sure you can appreciate, I can't go into detail as to how yeah. we collect foreign intelligence. But we also have another agency uh, where I worked before I joined CSIS called CSD, Communication Security Establishment. And there are foreign intelligence signals organizations. So they can collect, they can sweep up the ether and collect emails and telephone calls and stuff like that. And we mine it for foreign intelligence to meet, you know, uh, the needs of our, our customers. But we can't collect human intelligence or human outside of Canada, whereas our other allies, especially in the Five Eyes community, all have that capability. But we in Canada seem to have said, yeah, we don't want to do that because we might offend somebody. You know, a bit of microaggression here kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got we've got our CSIS and the system that we all, I mean, we know exists. Uh, I'm wondering in the piece you say that we, we, we can do it, but we don't collect overseas. Everybody else does, right? If you look at the Five Eyes, the group that we belong to and have belonged to yep. for a long, they all have this, correct? That's right. Now, another, <laughs> make it even more confusing, Shay, we can collect security intelligence anywhere in the universe. So if there are threats to Canada from lower, you know, Slobovistan, 
CSIS is not prevented by its legislation from running sources and, and, and collecting intelligence outside of Canada as it relates to threats to our public safety or national security, and that's defined in the CSIS Act. But what we can't do is collect foreign, intel- collect foreign intelligence outside of Canada unless we're talking CSE, and that signals intelligence, not human intelligence. So if I confuse you enough by this point, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> it, there, there is a lot to follow. And I guess when I was going through this yesterday and I was reading about it, it was kind of like, okay, well, we do this kind of, sort of, not really. All of our allies do. And then you make the point that once again, and this is the part that concerns me because it really dovetails with some of the defense spending discussions we've been having lately, yeah. we're, we're seen as laggards. And there could come a time when everybody else in the Five Eyes goes, listen, they're, they're not pulling their weight. We don't need them anymore. Yeah, and I'm hearing that an awful lot from colleagues who still work in the business and uh, from some of our foreign allies. And as you say, you know, look, at we will, we have been and always will be a net importer of intelligence just, just because of our sheer size. I mean, the Americans and the Brits spend a lot more money on intelligence than we do. They have much larger organizations and much greater capacities. However, I would argue historically that we punched above our weight on a number of files. I don't know that we do anymore, okay. and I think our allies are taking notice of that, and that's what really worries me, because if you're receiving more than you're giving, what if the taps are, are not turned off one day? What if the taps are turned down a little bit, and you're not getting as much, in, you know, look, you know, analogy here, Shay, is, you know, Donald Trump is going to punish NATO partners who don't pay their 2%, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens if, you know, he decides, well, America's not going to share as much of you because you're not pointing up to the bar like the way everybody else is. So, I, I mean, I don't want to over-dramatize yeah, this yeah. thing, but we've got to pull our weight in terms of uh, what our allies do for us and what we can do for them. Okay, now, to do this, to actually make this happen, what kind of a lift are we talking? Can we just branch it off of what we have at CSIS now, or are we building from the ground up? Well, you could do either. I've advocated in the, in the piece that you referred to, which is on the hub.ca, I've uh, advocated we simply take CSIS, we revamp the legislation to remove what's called the Within Canada Clause on Foreign Intelligence and allow CSIS to do it because, A, they, they're trained in human source recruiting and running. Um, CSIS can collect uh, signals through Section 21 warrants. We can rely on CEC as well. And so I think we, we have the pieces in place. Two things. Um, you want to make sure it gets to due resources because that's a security intelligence service. And we, you know, we've talked about threats on your show, Brad. Terrorism, or sorry, Shay, uh, uh, terrorism, you know, espionage, et cetera, et cetera. You want to make sure that you fund this thing properly and it has to have an independent reporting line within the organization. If you were to start a brand new organization from scratch, uh, it would probably take decades. And as one colleague told me, I, I said tens of millions in the article. He corrected me. He said it probably costs hundreds of millions of dollars to do this. So the likelihood that this could actually happen then, Phil, I would say is slim to none. Uh, slim to none because the government doesn't care. Yeah. And our former national security advisor said point blank a few months ago, the, the current government, the, this Trudeau government, has no intention and no interest in creating a separate foreign intelligence organization. So we've heard it from the top dog that there's no there there. And as a consequence, we're not going to get a foreign intelligence service. And do you think it gets to a point, like we're, you know, like we're talking about defense to pressure there, does it get to a point where we do risk our standing within the alliances that we talked about? We already have. Really? Uh, our defense, our defense spending is... Well, joke. defense, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, you know, we, we, we said we would support the campaign of the Red Sea to stop the Houthi terrorists from, you know, firing missiles at ships. And what did we send? We sent three staff officers because you don't have any boats to send them. And that, that's an embarrassment on, on, on our budgeting. But yeah, I think that, you know, 
the people with whom I work, both here in Canada and abroad, I mean, we're all part of the club. We all get along kind of thing. We all share information. But we've got to be seen to be doing our part. And I think that there's a lot of questions, as you were mentioning earlier, that maybe we're not doing that. And my fear, because I've seen it happen historically, you know, if you really piss off one of the big players, like the Americans or the Brits, they may decide to say, well, you're going to piss me off. Well, I'm not going to give you as much intelligence as before. It, It has happened historically, and it could happen again. All right. Uh, fair warning, I guess. How long has it been going on? That's uh, just before I let you go, Phil. I mean, how long have we been, has there been talk of, you know what, we need to do a better job with foreign intelligence? We don't do a good job. How long has this conversation been kicked down the road, if you will? I'd say forever. And it's been successive <laughs> governments. The Harper government said they were going to do it. Um, say, and they didn't. So this has been going on since the Harper government days. And, uh, you know, the last thing I'll say here, and I think we've talked about this before as well, we have a piss-poor intelligence culture in Canada. What I mean by that is governments don't appreciate intelligence, don't understand it. We saw that with the Chinese interference thing, that they ignored Jesus' intelligence for 15 years. So if the government doesn't care about intelligence, why in heaven's name would they uh, apportion funds for a foreign intelligence agency? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phil, as always, I appreciate the chat. Thank you, sir. Yeah, sorry for the bad news on a, yeah. on a Friday, Shay, but that's what it is. What it, well, is. it is what it is, and there's no doubt. We might as well talk about it. Thanks, Phil.